Ooh. 
Ah, in a building 
shall hear thereof and be glad oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together for for I, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears oh taste and see that the Lord is good Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Is there anybody in Salem Church on this morning that trusts in the name of the Lord? Amen. Amen. It is good to be in the house of the Lord in this Christmas season. And it is good to be with you all who are here and all who are with us virtually. We thank God again for waking us up this morning, starting us on our way, giving us the activities of our limb and a right mind. Is there anybody here that can thank God that you know who you are and whose you are? And so that we don't prolong the time this morning, if you will, just turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, and we'll begin our reading today with verse number 18. Matthew 1, 18. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. From the English Standard Version, the Word of God reads thusly, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit and her husband Joseph being a just man unwilling to put her to shame resolved to divorce her quietly but as he considered these things behold an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream saying Joseph son of David do not fear to take Mary as your wife, 
For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. The word of God for the people of God on this morning. If, if you will just walk with me for a few moments uh, under this particular thought. We're going to label the lesson and tag tie to this text. The goodness of God in a bad situation. The goodness of God in a bad situation. Can, can, can you see him? He is the zenith, the height, the crown of all that was created. He is the height of all that was created and everything around him that was created was good. He was the height of creation because in him was the very image of God and the likeness thereof. He was beautiful in all that he was. He was so high that God said that you will have dominion over all that I have made. Can you see him? But then God says something that is very odd after all the beauty, all the stars in the heaven, the sun, the moon, and everything that was created, the creeping thing, the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea. God said it was not good that he be alone. And God caused a sleep to come over him, taking from him a rib, and he created for the man a woman who was to stand beside him and be beside him and to give him a relationship that he didn't have, that everything else had. This man now has a relationship and from this relationship, come children and from this formal and functional relationship comes family that we're here at Christmas time and it's amazing how the culture has now bled into the church and a lot of times Christmas is more about family than it is about anything else and I thank God for family. You ought to thank God for family. Family is a great thing. I thank God for my immediate family. I thank God for my wife and for my children. I thank God for my extended family because if it were not for my family, I probably wouldn't be who I was. And you ought to be the same way. You ought to thank God for your family. Thank God for your mother and your father, your uncles, your cousins. Thank God for all that was. Even thank God for your church family. That here at Salem Church, God has blessed us to be here some 34 years. And I thank God that Salem Church is my family. And I know you're my family because a long time ago you said, you're not going to let that boy fail. And part of my own personal success is because you have been my family. And I want us to see family is a good thing and family is a great thing. And I thank God for family. But don't y'all know that the most form and functional thing in our lives, family, can also be the most dysfunctional thing. That if you're like me, that a lot of times your family can be dysfunctional. 
that you can have a branches in your tree that don't look like the rest of the tree grin grafted in that, that grandfather could have been a rolling stone and you can have sisters and brothers that look like you but they don't share the same name as you is there anybody here that no family can be dysfunctional Family can be dysfunctional, and I thought I might have a few more witnesses in the house, but if I ain't got a witness in this house, I got a witness in the Word of God. From this very first family, there was dysfunction from the beginning. Dysfunction started actually with the woman and the man, but from that dysfunction came childhood dysfunction that God, Abel came before God, brought everything he had, and then his brother saw his sacrifice and got so angry that from the first family, dysfunction came by way of murder. Don't have a witness, I'll get you another one. Joseph, come here. You have many brothers and they appear to love you, but actually they hate you because your father favors you and your own brothers will sell you into slavery. Family is a good thing, but it also can be a rough thing. That, 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 that I wish I had some folk that hit it were real to me. You ever pulled out the family album and everybody's sitting there and you're looking at having a walk down memory lane and then you find somebody in your album and you say, Grandpa or Papa, who in the world is that? And everybody in the room gets silent. Uh, family can be dysfunctional. Family can be dysfunctional. But we're in now in the Christmas season and for so long we have idealized the scene of Jesus' birth. Joseph and Mary, they travel from, uh, from their town and then they move down to Bethlehem and it just seems such a pretty picture. We think it was such a wonderful trip and they got there and even then they had no room in the inn but they had somewhere to stay. Didn't you not know that this was a bad situation? That it looked like a good situation, but it really in some ways was a bad situation. Oftentimes, when I talk, think about family and I think about the bad situations, we can get caught up in the mistakes of the past. Oh, walk with me. I'm in the text. We can get caught up in the mistakes of the past. We're walking right now. This is the name. This is the genealogy of Jesus. This text speaks of his family. But in the past... In the past of his family, there is some dysfunction even in the family of our Lord. And I thought you might get happy right there that somebody ought to be shouting that if Jesus got dysfunction in his family, I thank God that I can be saved because it's showing up dysfunction in my family. Dysfunction. I want to show you that some of the dysfunction comes... Uh, Matthew's genealogy is really odd because in his genealogy, he does something very strange, y'all. He lifts up four women. Uh, uh, these four women are women who are really outside the camp of Jerusalem and Israel. They're actually probably more than likely all four Gentile women. And 
I thought I might have some folk in the church that might shout right there. You ought to thank God there is some Gentile women in Jesus' family. Because anybody here knows there's some Gentile men and women in your family. He talks about some Gentile women, and, and the first one, that really, I want to accentuate the top two, the, the top one and the bottom one. In, in the text, it says that there was a woman named Tamar who had twin sons by Judah. If y'all walk with me, Tamar, that's really weird. In the text, it doesn't tell us what really happened, but Judah was Tamar's father-in-law. And, and, and one day Judah had three sons and he had three sons and the two first sons, Judah, I'm talking about the man who, Joseph, who his father blessed to be the bearer of the king, Judah, had two sons who were evil. Had these sons, they were evil. One was so bad who married Tamar that he got rid of him early on. And then the other one was actually actually meant to be the now new husband of Tamar and to give her a child but he got angry because he said if I give Tamar a child I know that child ain't mine it's really my brother's who's dead so the Bible says something weird y'all I, I don't want to hope I, I don't want to mess up the children in the house I don't want to mess up those who are actually uh, a wonder but the Bible says it it says he spewed his seed on the ground that every time they were together, he would not give her a child. God got rid of him. Then Judah said, well, daughter, put on your widow clothes and go back to your father's house. I'll wait until my youngest son is old enough and then I'll give him to you. And don't you know time passes. And can't you imagine uh, Tamar, her biological clock is now ticking. And Joseph has actually kept living and basically forgotten about Tamar. So one day, word gets out that Joseph is going up to Timnah to shear his sheep. Tamar gets word of this. She takes off her widow clothes and she puts on the clothes of a prostitute. Covers her face and she is at the gate called Enam in Timnah and Timnah and Joseph goes up to Timnah and he meets this woman and he now wants to lie with her. I guess Joseph thought was done in Timnah. We'll stay in Timnah. But then something strange happens. She says, uh, make a promise to me. Joseph says, okay, I'll make the promise to you. I'll give you one of my sheep. She says, well, before your sheep can grow up, I need to have some collateral against that promise. And she asked for Joseph's cord. And she asked for Joseph's family signet ring. And I guess it was so good that Joseph turned over his family heirlooms to Tamar. Time passes. She goes back to her father's house, put on her widow clothes again. But can't you imagine? She's a widow, but her belly is swelling. Tamar's belly is swelling. And then word gets back to Joseph. that your daughter-in-law has lived immorally. She has 
played the harlot. Tamar said, wait a minute. Before y'all condemn me, find the man who owns this signet, cord, this signet ring and this cord, and I'll show you who he really is. Comes to the fore that Tamar shows everybody that it is Judah who owns the signet ring and the cords. Judah embarrassed and overwhelmed by grief says she is more righteous than I. I'm just trying to show you family can be dysfunctional. There are two other women. There are Rahab and Ruth. Rahab was a prostitute by day and Ruth was a Moabitess. Again, these are Canaanite women. But then at the bottom of that list of women, and I love it, I think around verse 6, y'all says that David had a son. And you know, I love the Bible because the Bible don't miss words. It says, I like how it says it, by Uriah's wife. Uh, I wish somebody would that. Ain't nobody in Israel's history bigger than David. That David is the king that God said. David is the king of all Israel. David is the man. He is the prototype of what Israel is looking for. Nobody is bigger than David. Abraham ain't bigger than David. Moses ain't bigger than David. David is big, but David had a philandering problem. David up on the rooftop. Sees Uriah's wife. And it is thought that Uriah's wife's skin was darker than David's. I wish y'all be with me here then. He saw the beauty of Bathsheba, called her over because he was the king. He had the power, had a child by her, had her husband come, and he was so honorable that he wouldn't even lay in the house with his own wife. So David tells his chief man, you got to get rid of him. So David, the king, impregnated another man's wife and then had the man killed. And this is Jesus's dysfunctional family. And I was hoping that I have somebody that could shout right now because even in the midst of times when people played the harlot, when people did bad things in our family's life, God still granted, you may be the child of an illicit relationship, but you ought to thank God that you are here right now. That we can't get caught up in the mistakes of the past. And so many times we get caught in the mistakes of the past, we miss stuff in the here and the now. There, there, there it is, there it is. They're coming out of the misty mountains, Bilbo, the elves, the dwarves, and Gandalf, the magician. The, 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 the magician. They come out after surviving an improbable time in the mountains, getting away from the enemy in the mountain and when they come out there is a howl and they realize that the man who's been tracking them the darkest of all he's right on their tails and Gandalf says we have moved out of the frying pan and into the fire Sometimes we can't get caught up worrying about the mistakes of the past because of the mess in the present. Right. 
somebody here this morning that knows that sometimes you can look so far back in your life, you can forget to look what's right in front of you, and a whole mess can be in your life, the here and the now. I, I, I'm still in the text. I'm still in the text. Mary now is about to have a child. But, but can't you see Joseph? He's worked hard, y'all, as a carpenter. Build his business, Joseph's carpenter shop. Has his own house. Has his own money. He's gone to Mary's father. Asked for her hand in marriage, paid the dowry, and she is betrothed to be his wife. But strangely enough, they ain't been together, but Mary's belly starts to swell. Y'all looking at me so funny. Don't you know if you were betrothed to somebody, you know you had never been with them, and now they're in and up pregnant, you would take them on Lauren Lake. That Mary is pregnant. But then the Bible says some good news. It says Joseph is a just man. Joseph is a just man. And, and the Bible, I, I love Joseph, one of my favorite characters. He's trying to figure out how can I get out of this mess without messing up Mary? And I wish I could pause right here and thank God for good men in this world. Men who have taken care of children that are not their own, but love them as their own. Men who have stood up and done the right. Is there anybody here that can thank God for a good man? Joseph is a good man and he's trying his best because he knows that if I get out of the mess I'm in, I'm going to put her in a deeper mess. Because in their times when women were pregnant and had no man to take care of them, she would have had to kind of grovel for a living. And so Joseph is trying to figure this out. And I thank God that Joseph had enough sense not to just let it go, but he went to God and he went in his own mind and said, let me figure out what I can do. But while Joseph was figuring out what he could do, God showed up and came to him. Says, Joseph, I know what you see looks like a mess. I know you feel like you're in a messy place right now. But let me tell you that this baby that Mary has is not from another man. It, she does not have the man's DNA. It is from her DNA. And the other person is the Holy Ghost. Is there anybody here that knows Mary was righteous too? So, Joseph now has a way out of the mess in the present. And I can only imagine how he still felt the next morning going to Mary and trying to figure out how I'm going to take care of this woman. The people are going to laugh at me. Those who see me are going to laugh at me and tell me that she's not worthy of me. Takes care of her. Mistakes in the past and the mess in the present can help us out 
Because God's always got a miracle in perpetuity. That remember, Joseph is struggling, y'all. He's trying to figure out how am I going to navigate this dysfunctional family? That I've done everything that I wanted to do. I've done everything the right way and Mary's pregnant and people go see us like the way we are. And then she's telling, she's telling, still telling people that we've never been together. How am I going to get out of this? The Lord says, you ain't got to get out of nothing. That not only you do not have to get out, I'm going to get you out and I'm going to get you out with a word that's going to bless you. Y'all still with me? He says, Joseph, go ahead and take Mary to be your wife. Go ahead and love her and dedicate her. Go ahead in sickness and in health. Go ahead. And here's a, here's a, here's a crazy thing about God. God has a son that he gives Joseph the ability to father. He says, he says, Joseph, when she has the baby, make sure you're in the waiting room. And make sure you tell everybody in there, this is my son and he is what his name is going to be. So he says, name the baby Jesus. And you know there's power in the name of Jesus. But the reason there's power in the name of Jesus is because Jesus' name meant so much more than what we put on it. The angel said, name him Jesus. For he will save the people from their sin. And I just knew that I would have about five people with me right there. You ought to thank God for Jesus. Because if you are saved in the room, you got saved by the one who will save his people from their sin. It's the name of Jesus. Well, you will save the people from their sin. Uh, I want to show you something. The chief two names in the genealogy are Abraham and David. Uh, Abraham and David make up the two great covenants of Israel. That Abraham is a covenant of not only land promise, Abraham is the covenant of somewhere that I can stay. But Abraham is also the covenant who is the one who will let everybody else in. That Abraham is the father of not only Israel, but he is the father of many nations. It is through Abraham that you and I in Salem Church in 2021 can say, I'm of the family of Jesus. But then there's another name. And I don't want you to miss the significance of the name. If you look in the genealogy, Judah was placed before his brothers. Genesis chapter 49, around verse 10, it says that the scepter would never leave from the hand of Judah. 
the scepter was the, the instrument of the king. And then there's a promise that God made to David in Samuel. He said that David, you will have a son and his kingdom will be forever. Uh, maybe I got to help you out. I spent most of my work career in the finance industry. And I was a banker and a broker. And many people came into the bank and they opened bank accounts and they had money that they placed in checking and savings accounts. They got credit cards, they got loans, uh, but that was only part of what I did. That, that most of the time I would do an analysis of everybody that came in and if they had enough, I would tell them that not only can I help you with the money that you spend daily in the bank, but I can help you to live your life after what you're doing comfortably for a long time. And there is a thing called an annuity. And there's a thing called a perpetuity. And in banking parlance, perpetuity means that it's going to outlive you. That it's a promise that no matter when you stop in your industry, no matter how far your business goes and when you're ready to stop and retire, until you die, you will have income every month. And, and then oftentimes, it's good enough to where you can give it to somebody else. Y'all ain't hear me this morning. That there'll be money enough for you to live comfortably in retirement. But it'll be so good to where your children can now live off of the promises to you. And I'm just trying to help somebody this morning that David was given a promise and the promise was made in Jesus. And don't you know that promise still lives on in us today? In perpetuity. Well, I'm about ready to go, y'all. And I got to show you at least one more thing about Jesus's great name that I told you it blessed Joseph and Mary. It blessed Israel. It even blesses folk like you and me. But Jesus' name is so good that it even blesses folk who look like they're on the outside of the enemy camp. That, that I, I can't just tell you about Jesus' birth because Jesus was born to die. That he came lived and, and and we know from Matthew 18 he came down through 40 and two generations lived a life of sinlessness and he healed the sick he raised the dead this is at his name but then Jesus himself had to go to the cross the same family that Jesus gathered around him those 12 men became dysfunctional 
one betrayed him one denied him the rest of them deserted him and they left him to die all by himself Jesus can't you see him on yonder's cross trying his best to live knowing that death is his case and as he was dying y'all there was a man at the cross I'm not talking about John I'm not talking about Mary I'm not talking about his mama there was a man who was at the cross who was a Roman centurion he saw Jesus dying and I'm just amazed that there was something in his heart that said this man who is dying on the cross something is different about him I know the other two men died but they died as criminals Pilate said I find no fault in this man is there anybody here that knows that the man on the cross had another man at the foot of the cross and that man said surely this is the son of God and I'm trying to help you to thank God that you ought to have a surely in your spirit because the same man who died for everybody died also for you and you can lift up your hands and you can say surely he died for me I might not look like everybody else but surely he died for me I might not have everybody's money but surely he died for me I might be outside the camp but surely he died for me Merry Christmas Salem may the Lord bless you and may he do it real good but on my way to my seat I thank God that he saved me that he saved me by his sin that if you're looking at somebody I came from this function I came from a family that loved on me but they were dysfunction but they told me about a man who had a name that would save you from your sin goodbye Merry Christmas thank God surely surely he died surely he died but I'm glad that one day the same God that died got up with all power in his hands and the same Jesus is coming back that if you're in a mess if you look in the mirror of your life you understand that the mistakes of the past has made me to be in a mess in the present but the good news is that if you come to accept him he'll give you a miracle in perpetuity that it'll keep on blessing you and blessing you and blessing you that when you have times when there are tears in your eyes the Bible says he'll dry every tear when there are times when your heart is broken it says that he will mend the broken heart I'm trying to tell you it's a blessing in perpetuity that, that he'll cast the darkness away that he'll cast the night away that he'll give you a song in the night is there anybody here that knows who I'm talking about 
For he shall save the people from his sin. That, that, that we serve a God whose gift to you is an eternal salvation. Thank God for family. But I want you to give more reverence to the one who Christmas is about. Because if you accept him, then you're in a family that lives forever. If we were just, just rest on your feet. Surely the Lord is in this place. That Jesus came from a dysfunctional family. And your heart can be lifted up today because the dysfunction won't leave you out. That he says, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And if you want to give your life to him today, I just need you to come. Surely Come on, give your life to him. Oh, to him. of our past and the mess of our present can't blot out the miracle that you have for us. That even when it looked like it was a bad situation, your goodness always seems to shine through. Lord, I, I lift now family members 
who are at war with one another. I lift now family members who haven't spoken to one another. I lift now families that still don't want to talk to one another because you told us today that no matter how dysfunctional you are, that you can place us in a family that will give us love and joy in perpetuity. Lord, we thank you right now for those who have come to give their very lives to Jesus. And we can stand here and proclaim that today is the day of salvation. For if you call on the name of Jesus, he'll save you from your sin. Lord, for those who are with us virtually, whose tears are in their eyes because they don't feel the family worth of Christmas, but let them know that all you need is to accept him. Him who, who was and is and is to come. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we love you. And Lord, we continue to know that we can't do anything without you. That in this season that we celebrate your birth, we thank God that we can look down the corridor of time at your death. And know that your death and resurrection saves those who call on your name. So now, Lord, we just pronounce today that families be healed because of your name. That relationships be bound because of your name. We'll give you all the glory. We'll give you all the honor and we'll give you all the praise. In the master's and mighty name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Can almost see I know you know 
I'm going to ask you to come and just introduce those who have come today. Will you please? I know you know some. All right. All right. You, you, um, come and introduce Elijah. Elijah. All right. Elijah, what's your, 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 your full name? Elijah. Elijah King. Y'all bless the Lord for Elijah. Bless the Lord for Elijah. Today he comes because he believes. And if you're saved in this house today, you're saved because you believed. God so loved the world, gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed. If you're saved, you're saved because you did what Elijah is doing today. Elijah, because of what you believe today, because you believe in Jesus now, and let me tell you something. I know you don't understand it. That's right. I'm 71 years old, and I'm still learning some stuff. I still don't fully understand that one day I will. But I do believe it. Because I believe it, he saved me. And today, you are just as saved as I am. Y'all bless the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. You believe in Jesus Christ. All right, say, talk to me. All right, that's good. All right, all right. Thank God for you. We thank God for this day. And we're going to assign Reverend, uh, uh, Reverend Brooks, you come on up here and sit with them. Come right there so that right after the service, you can spend time with them, whatever whatever answers they need or whatever. He got all the answers. And so you just, all right. Amen. Marcel Thatcher, this is his day. You believe in Jesus Christ? All right. You want to accept him as Lord and Savior of your life? You want to live your life for him? All right. That's all we need to know. That's all we need to know. We believe. And it is that belief, it is that belief that saves us. And we thank God today for Marcel. We thank God for this day what this day means to him. And you'll never forget this day. You'll never forget this day. We're going to be baptized. You understand what I'm asking? Okay. Reverend Brooks got all the answers. He's going to share with you where we're going to go from now. He's going to take you right, that fellow right there. Yeah, he's going to, he's already been baptized. I baptized you and him. Oh, bless the Lord. I am 71 years old. <laughs> And that's my excuse, and I use it for everything. <laughs> Bless the Lord for you, man. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to have you in the house. All right. Just, just be seated. All right. Y'all bless the Lord in here. Bless the Lord in here. There's a storm out on the ocean. 
and it's not this away mind your soul And as I listen to him, my heart always gets happy. Because I realize that I'm a, I'm a part of that mess he talks about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm part of that. I'm part of that. I, I'm part of, I, I, I wish I could stand and tell you that my life has been all of that. <laughs> but I found out that God will bless you if you turn it over to him. That God blesses. God, here is living proof right here. See, you don't have to prove that. You just stand here and listen to him. You see God doing what only God does. And you know what? That's why he came. 
the way a lot of us live our lives and a lot, well, a lot of us walk around with our heads up and our chest stuck out like nothing's ever done. That, what did he die for? Amen. And in many cases, it seems like he died for nothing. But in my case, no, there, there, there's power in his blood. And I thank God. Thank God for Pastor Jason. Y'all bless the Lord for him. Amen, amen, amen. I don't, I don't even have to talk about how proud I am. I'm just a proud daddy. God bless. Uh, I want just to give you, share with you information uh, concerning this week's uh, activities. The office will be closed uh, starting on December 20th. That's tomorrow. And uh, they will return. Uh, they'll be closed December 20th through 24th and December 30th through 31st. So they will uh, be closed so that they also can enjoy uh, this Christmas uh, season. Uh, we have this year the, a virtual Christmas program. And uh, we have found out that a lot of things that we thought we had to do one way, God is teaching us that there's more than one way to do things. So there will be a virtual musical program and it'll be streamed uh, on Christmas Eve at 7 p.m. from, from this, on the Salem uh, Zoom. Or Salem, what is it? From the, on the website. Amen. So it will be uh, presented on Christmas Eve. We look forward to everybody just tuning in. What a wonderful time uh, to join together. Uh, uh, please check your email today. There's an important annou announcement from Christian Education, from the Christian Education Ministry. So everybody, please check your email. Check your email uh, to learn some valuable information that is coming from our Christian education ministry. Amen? Amen. When we leave today, again, we will leave out of this exit here uh, in the spirit of safety and insecurity. Our, our whole uh, aim is to keep everybody safe. We, we're opening back up and we're seeing God bless, but we are continue to do what we need to do to keep everybody safe. So we'll exit uh, after the benediction, after the communion, we will all exit out of this door and do our fellowship uh, on the outside. Amen. 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 If you all see an extra smile on my face today, an extra kick in my step today, <laughs> it is because my better half, my better half is in the house. Amen. 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 I am so grateful to God for what he is doing in Bev's life. I'm watching her growing stronger every day, and not only stronger physically, I watch her growing stronger spiritually. And so we just thank God for where she is. She has a birthday coming up on Tuesday. Amen, amen. And if you want to know how old she is, that's none of your, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> You, you talk to her, and she'd be happy to tell you. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't talk about it, but she talks about it all the time. But I thank God that He has spared her. This has been a challenging year, but in spite of the challenge, she's still here and looking good. Amen. 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 Netta, Janetta, wave, just wave at us over there. 
That's Janetta. Janetta. Janetta has gone through a series of sickness and she's been down for a minute, but you just can't keep a good woman down. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. I thank God for you, honey. I thank God for you. And just know that God's got you. God's got you. Those two girls over there are the twins over there. They, they came here, they were 10 years old. <laughs> and look at them now. Now they've got their own families and everything else. And I remember when they used to stand here up, up, up in the other building there, they'd stand up there and they'd sing twins, just singing to the glory of God. Uh, Y'all still sing some? Yeah, I know you do. Uh, we ain't gonna, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I know you. I know you do. God bless and God keep. But let us prepare ourselves now. For our observance of the Lord's Supper. I'm going to ask that our officers will come. Let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you for this day. God, we thank you for a mind to remember. And God, today we remember you. Not only your birth, God, but remember how you gave your life for us, God. For on the cross of Calvary, you gave your life, God. And God, you gave your life that we might have life and have it more abundantly, God. God, we thank you for this table. We thank you for this table in Salem Church. We thank you for those who stood around this table before. And God, we thank you for those who stand around it in the future. God, we love you and adore you. God, cleanse us. We repent of our sin right now in the name of Jesus. For only repentance will make us worthy to receive these elements. God, and we confess it right now. God bless and keep. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
some challenges, and you may not be able to help us. You may not be able to do that. Uh, Janetta, I'm talking Janetta. Koki, not Koki, Janetta. Uh, I don't know if you're able. I don't know if you even remember. But Bliss is going to sing with you. <laughs> give, give her a mic. That's right. We, yeah, yeah. Amen. She's having some problem with the recall. I, I'm just trusting God to fix that. Must Jesus bear the cross and all, and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone. There's a cross for me. Just sing it with me, if you will.
teaches that on the night before Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and after he had given things, he said this is my body given for you take and eat. After which he took the cup says this is the New Testament the new covenant in my blood take and drink ye all of it. And as often as you do this you do show the Lord's death until he comes. We thank God today. We thank God for the opportunity to come together and worship. Thank God for the opportunity to slowly begin coming back together to those who are joining us virtually. We thank you for your faithfulness and thank you for tuning in and pray that you just continue. Uh, dear God brings us all back to get together again, but we want you to know that you are important to us. And we thank you for joining in with us in as we worship together. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. Let us all stand. Oh, bless the Lord. I understand the day is Deacon Reeves' birthday. Y'all bless the Lord. Y'all bless <laughs> Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. My heels are sore because he's right on my heels all the time. And we bless, we bless the Lord for you, Deacon Reeves. Thank God for your wonderful spirit and all that you bring to the body, to the body of Christ. God be with you till we meet again.
several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.